0: You are now listening to a proud member of the Disney Podcast Family. Go to dizpodcastfamily.com to find more on this show and other great Disney podcasts. From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast.
1: To all who come to this happy place,
2: Welcome.
3: And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James.
0: And welcome to episode 62 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my co-hosts, Cody and James. What's going on, guys? Not much. How are you doing? Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy. You're not going to do that in the Mickey Mouse voice, Cody? No? No, I I haven't had a chance to... (laughs) To warm up the vocal cords. Uh, okay. Tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't remember if I included that in the end of the episode in episode sixty one or not, but I have it. I have a clip set up with just you doing Mickey, so we'll see if it gets in there somewhere. <laughs> Which Might have I to work on it, get it a little bit. I mean, better. I'll give it to you. It sounded pretty good. I mean,
1: it was pretty good as it was, Cody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so what's been going on, guys?
1: Well, not much. Busy week. Busy, busy week. week.
0: You're gonna tell us about it here in a minute. Um, I
1: am, yes. Traveling down to California. I was down yeah. in California Tuesday night. So
0: yeah. Well, matter of fact, let's just get into it. Who cares that me and Cody did? <laughs> it's all it's all about James right now. And, you know, and here I am signing off. Because <laughs> I know I didn't I didn't do much Disney related. I got a couple of books in the mail, but that's about it. So yeah, I yeah. got a
3: book. Um, yeah. Got to fill Disney up my related, That's about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been watching Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Mighty Ducks. I'm still keeping up with that. Yeah. So,
0: which but. I haven't watched Falcon, but I have been keeping up with Mighty Ducks. So, I thought. How, it, I, I,
1: how How are you liking Falcon?
3: That's Cody. for you,
0: Cody.
3: Oh, um, oh, have you not watched any Falcon at all? I, I haven't watched, watched
0: any of it yet. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm thinking about waiting until. The last week, episode six, and then just watching it all at one time. Oh. Let's just sit down for an afternoon and yep. watch six
3: hours. Yep. Um, I like it. It's let's see, we're four episodes in right now, so that means we only have two episodes left. Yeah. Next week, and then the finale. It's still been real slow for me. Um, I'm I'm really waiting for something of substance. Uh, and we're getting there the the ending of this last episode of episode four uh i think was the i don't know the tip of the iceberg the last straw on the camel's back i think now these next two episodes are just gonna be jam-packed with all kinds of stuff that are gonna be really important towards you know the mcu going going forward but uh right this last episode was interesting uh we're finding out a lot of things about uh steve rogers captain america just throughout this entire show and the history of super soldiers which uh steve rogers and and bucky barnes were both super soldiers and we're getting more of a history lesson in in that uh and finding out more um some of the circumstances that have taken place over the years regarding super soldiers and so that's been real interesting
0: so is this a uh one season and done like wandavision right yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
3: If, uh, kind of like I said before, if they decide to do something in the future that's revolved around the Falcon and Winter Soldier, it'll probably be called something completely different. Okay.
0: All right, yeah, and, uh, Mighty Ducks is in his third episode, I think. I forgot how many are going to be in the first season, but it. I like it. I mean, if you, if you haven't seen Mighty Ducks, the movie, I, I would watch that first because... I think I said it last week. They kind of,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they kind of refer to that. Uh, obviously, with Coach Gordon Bombay uh, being, being from Mighty Ducks, and then in this new one, in a uh, as far as episode three goes, not a coach capacity uh, yet. But yeah, we're we're getting closer to it. It's, I could I could see it coming.
3: I it's taking it a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah, um, I thought at least in the second episode he'd finally be like, yeah, all right, but they're right. – they're dragging it out a little bit more. It's honestly been kind of a slow starter too. Um, yeah. But I think this one's going to have t- at least 10 plus episodes. So okay. um, they're shorter. They're only about 30 to 35 minutes long. Yeah. Um, so there hasn't been a ton of substance yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I've been enjoying it nonetheless. So
0: yeah. have you seen the the movie, Cody? forever ago i need to rewatch it but i have seen it okay james have you seen the mighty ducks i don't think i've ever seen it no No? okay yeah you got to check it out and then then check out the uh, the series on disney plus yes all right so let's get to james's week he had an exciting one more exciting than cody and i james (laughs) because we we just worked uh yeah James got to take a little trip. Where did you go, James?
1: I went down to the touch of Disney at Disneyland's California adventure That was on Thursday. We had tickets. Me and my wife and a friend of mine and his wife. The four of us went down and uh, were able to be there in the park on Thursday. So
0: so what I mean, I'm sure everybody knows what touch of Disney is, but what 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 was it?
1: So basically it's a, uh, like a food festival type thing. They open up the park and it's open up more than it has been in the past. So in the past, they've had Buena Vista Park or Buena Vista Street open, uh, up just past the waterfall, just past Carthay Circle. Um, but this time they open up pretty much the entire park and you got to walk through and they had food stations throughout the park, different things, um, and basically, it was a it's a ticketed event, so you couldn't just walk in there. Uh, the tickets were seventy five a piece, and with that seventy five dollars, you got free parking at the Mickey and Friends parking structure if you chose to park there, which we did not. And you also got a twenty five dollar gift card as you walked in um, for different food there at the Touch of Disney during the day. Um, that was good for any food um, with the exception of any alcohol. It was not good for any alcohol. So okay. we could use it at uh, any of the restaurants. They had Carthay Circle and Lamplight Lounge open, which we were able to get reservations for both of those. Um, so you could use those $25 gift cards for that or for any of the little booths that they had open around around the park.
0: Was there any um, any estimation or heard of how many people were there that day or how many there are letting in? letting in
1: you know what I'm not sure um I really have no idea how many they had let in each okay. day so
3: okay saw sure a it number feel crowded
1: you know it didn't feel too crowded especially in the morning time we got there so we ended up getting there a little bit early because we weren't really sure I mean we'd read a lot about it and heard different things we wanted to be there early kind of go through downtown Disney. Um, I didn't want to sit in line for a couple hours like a lot of people but we were in you know we were in the park by 11:30 um <clears throat> and it did and officially, not seem like there's officially
0: it started officially started at noon right that's what everything officially, said
1: Officially yes the start time yeah, says okay. noon but they they were really big on doing mobile ordering so it's kind of interesting as we got there um you know we parked across the street at one of the hotels over across the street on the harbor side cuz Typically, there's less weight over there than there is on the other side. Plus, we didn't walk. Uh, the, we didn't want to walk. The Mickey and Friends parking structure, uh, they had the tram route open for you to walk on, I guess. But that's quite a walk, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you guys know. And I was like, man, I don't want to walk all the way from over there, especially all through downtown. I mean, through everything yeah. and then all clear to the other side. So we so parked over. tram
0: route, Tram route was open, but no tram running.
1: But no tram running, exactly. Okay. So you had to okay. walk from the from the structure. Of course, you could, uh, and that was free if you elected to, to park there. You could pay $10 to park in the Simba parking lot over there behind Paradise Pier, or several of the hotels across Harbor are offering parking right now too. Um, we stayed at, uh, I think it's called the Anaheim Hotel over there. Um, so it was only $10 to park there. And then, I mean, it is a quick walk and we're right in, you know, the security on that side is usually a lot shorter than on the other side. Um, so we got right through security. And then instead of, I'd say we got into that portion through security about 10 o'clock. And instead of going, you know, a lot of people were already getting in line for the touch of Disney, but I mean, we knew they weren't going to be opening the gates till about eleven thirty, So we didn't want to stand in that line for an hour and a half. So we just kind of went into world of Disney and went and did some shopping and stuff. <clears throat> But they're really big on doing mobile ordering. And I was reading some people that had gone there that were saying you can start ordering on the app before you even get in there. So about 11 o'clock, I started looking and you can choose. It's just like if anyone's done any mobile ordering before, you know what it's like. You can go on and choose. I want to go to, uh, you know, the jumpers Grill. And I want to choose the arrival window of either right now or later in the day. And then you ordered what you wanted to, and you just show up in that window. So about 11 o'clock, they're moving us into the middle. They kind of had a line outside around the ticket gates, but then they let everybody into that middle part. Uh, What's that called? The esplanade right there. So right in front of the gates, and then everybody started lining up at the gates Uh, about 11 o'clock. I looked on the app and saw that I could actually start placing orders for an 1130 to 12 o'clock window. So I started placing orders right away. We had a a reservation at Carthay Circle at 1240, so I didn't want to do too much, but we wanted to get some food in right away. So by the time they let us in the gates at 1130, I already had three orders placed from three different places. We went over to the (laughs) the wharf right there next to the entrance to Pixar Pier. We found a spot underneath the shade. And then my friend Jen and I, we just went and grabbed the food from the three different places, came down there and sat and just ate. (laughs) So we'd actually, we'd actually got into the park, uh, got food from three different places, and were finished eating with all of them before noon, before the place was even supposed to officially open. So it was kind of nice to be able to do that. Um, But yeah, they had all kinds of different food there. Some, some things you've seen uh, from different uh, food and wine festivals that they've had in the past, and they've also had some different things from uh, Disneyland over there. Like they had the Bengal barbecue, the skewers over there, the chicken and the beef. Um, they had the the dole pineapple whips over there, so you could you could get those, um, and they just had a big variety of different things all throughout the park. So. It was good. The food was fantastic. Um, I kept sending you guys pictures of it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> all day long.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how you could eat right when you get in there and then still go eat lunch. <laughs> oh Circle. yeah, we did.
1: We just kept eating. We yeah, yeah we we ate. I think we got in and we had wings, the the skewers from Bengal Barbecue, uh, a meatball sandwich, and then we went over to Carthay Circle and had. Uh, like like some salmon some chicken meatballs some I mean we just it was just a day of eating 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 and we just kept uh, ordering stuff and and uh, lamplight lounge I think our our reservation there was for 440 um I got some of those lobster nachos which I'd never had before yeah and
3: those are those are
1: amazing those are amazing
3: <laughs> did, you, did you did any of you guys try any of their? their fun drinks? Um, cause they have a lot of cool, even like non-alcoholic drinks uh, on their menu.
1: So I had one called, uh, I can't even think of it. It's something like a goofball something or other. Yeah, It was, it was, uh, yeah, some kind of a mixed drink, some lemonade and fruit punch or something. It was, it was pretty good. Um, Jin had one of those also. I can't remember what Teresa had, but yeah, we had a couple different things that were pretty good. They had a couple special ones at Carthay circle too. I know Teresa, uh, you know, got some kind of, uh, a blue teeny or something like that. That was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they had all kinds of little stuff like that. That that was pretty cool. They also had a, a lot of, a lot of the characters were out and about. Um, not very close to anybody everybody was socially distant um anybody that's been looking at anybody else going knows that uh like they had goofy in the in the wharf area him and max were in one of the buildings and uh they were fishing you know they had their fishing poles out and mickey and minnie were up in the queue where the the Ariel's uh little mermaid uh ride is so you could go and, and you'd get in line and you'd have mm-hmm. to take a selfie and they'd be, you know, 15 feet away from you. But yeah, it was cool. We saw Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Max, Donald, uh, the Incredibles and Chippendale. So we saw quite a few of them.
0: So besides the food and the characters, were they testing rides? Like they not did not letting people rides- go on, but yeah. They
1: weren't letting them go on, but yeah, they kept testing them throughout the day. I mean, uh, the credit coaster was going. Uh, you know, I took some video of that. Um, the The Ferris wheel thing, Mickey's Fun Wheel, or whatever they call it, it was going. The swings were going. So, yeah, they had quite a few different, quite a few of the different rides going throughout the day. Not continuously the whole day; they would just go for a couple times and then they'd shut off for a while. But yeah, yeah. they definitely were testing them all out. So that was cool to be able to see all those uh, going and just being.
3: You I, know, in I the imagine park. just being able to 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 see it and to hear them moving and yeah. cycling through and the the music from the attractions or just the noise that the vehicles make yeah. almost kind of adds to the ambiance of everything and making it feel like it's a normal operating day at Disneyland or absolutely Disney, yeah
1: yep yeah no it definitely seemed like that it definitely seemed like uh it was almost a normal day because of that i mean obviously there's some sounds missing you know, as you're, as you're walking around the other side, Guardians of the Galaxy is noticeably, uh, you don't right. hear anybody screaming or anything going over there. But yeah, it was cool just walking through the through the walkways and the music playing and it was just, uh, it was a lot of fun. And they had a, a place over there for legacy pass holders. So you could go over there and you get a special magnet and a pin. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of, you know, it was just a lot of fun. It seemed... It was crazy how empty it seemed. I tried to show you guys in a couple of videos. That's why I took a couple of videos to send to you to kind of show that it just didn't seem like there was a lot of people there. As the day went on, it got more and more crowded, but it still never seemed crazy. So
0: yes. it was so definitely what time, very cool. What time did they close or what time did you guys take off?
1: They closed at eight o'clock and we were there right up till okay. eight o'clock. We, we started, slowing down
0: <laughs> with
1: <laughs> as much food as we were eating, especially after, especially after Lamplight Lounge, we were like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a couple things that we tried to get to that we actually didn't get to eat just because we were honestly just too full. I mean, the Dole Whip, I really wanted to get one of those, especially cause they're having them over there at the, what do they call that? The adorable snowman or something. The place uh... over there on Pixar Pier where they serve, Soft serve.
3: I I think it says abominable and then within the the actual design of the sign, it's like it's crossed out and says adorable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we wanted to get a dole whip. I wasn't able to get that, especially because they were serving them there. They were mixing it with I guess I've never got anything from that place. I know my son Tyler has gotten stuff there before and said, Hey, you, you you gotta go and get that. But I guess they have some kind of a lemon soft serve, and they were mixing that with a pineapple dole whip for this event and I wanted to get it so bad, but it was, it just got to the end of the day. We were trying to get a couple other things. We wanted to go to one of the stores and it was just too late. So I wasn't able to yeah, get Yeah, I'm looking that.
0: at the sign now. It's got Abominable Snowman Frosted Treats, but Abominable is crossed out with the word adorable on top of it. With a uh, happy face inside the, inside the, <laughs> uh, inside the O. So.
1: Yeah. So you've had that before, right, Cody? I mean, from your reaction, it seems like yeah. you've. You've had that?
3: Oh my gosh, man. Um, That was something I was really excited to try after they kind of opened up that part of Pixar Pier. And they changed that little just standard ice cream window into that abdominal snowman place. And they they brought in that lemon soft serve. And you can get just the plain lemon soft serve. But then they have what they call like their Pixar parfait. And they take Uh that lemon soft serve and they put it in a cup and it's like blended you know how like with soft serve? Well, it, okay, they they put like a layer of the lemon, and then they put like a blue raspberry Slurpee type thing in the uh-huh. middle, and then it's more of the lemon soft serve on top. Man, that is good. Oh man, is it good? <laughs> and I'm not a big lemon guy. Um, you know, I don't don't really right. care for lemon pie. Lemon bars aren't really my thing. But this lemon soft serve, it's not too lemony. It's not too tangy. It's not too sweet. It's really just the perfect balance. And mixed with that blue raspberry uh, slurpy stuff, uh, it's incredible. Uh, we get one <laughs> every time we go. And now it's been like right. two years. But, yeah, <laughs> two years yeah. since I've set foot I, there.
1: I know Tyler's told me really good things about that. So, yeah, I was a little bummed that I couldn't get that lemon mixed with the pineapple. So, yeah. But hopefully another chance will come for that in the future. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, For the weekend, we also did the Taste of Nuts the next day. So um, that was interesting, especially to compare the two, because I've heard a lot of conflicting reports from people saying how, uh horrible it is at the touch of disney and how well they've got it together at knots and mm-hmm. i found quite the opposite myself to be true or at least i thought so I maybe i'm too biased i don't know but uh yeah the touch of disney was great taste of knots eh? it was okay <laughs> <laughs> so, only so much boys and berry you can eat in a day you know what i mean <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, could it be that you just had too much to eat on Thursday and then nah. Friday, your your body was just <laughs> pissed well, off. The,
1: the good thing about these events is they don't they don't start until twelve, so mm-hmm. and they're done by eight. You know, I think I think the taste of knots goes until nine, but I mean, by the time you go back to the hotel, I mean you're back early. You're back at the hotel before nine o'clock. That's you're true. full. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be anywhere again until noon the next day. I mean, you're getting like 10 hours of sleep and, you know, by the time it comes around, no, you're definitely hungry again. So at least I was. So, yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, touch of Disney. They, they're, it's horrible. It's a mess. They're not organized. No one knows what's going on. And it's like, you know, they say, go to taste of knots. It's so much better organized and they have their, their stuff together. But yeah, I go to touch of Disney and there were there were more, you could tell that there's more cast members there that are being trained right now than as a, more so than a typical day at Disney. But I think that's to be expected with everything that's gone on for the for the last year. Um, yeah. But I didn't ever perceive it to be like, oh, they don't know what they're doing or they don't have their stuff together. It was very easy to order the food. Uh, you know, a lot of people made the tip, I guess the gift cards are a little bit difficult because you have to load them into the app in order to use them. But since you can use them at the restaurants also, and since we were going to two restaurants, we just used two of them at one restaurant and two at the other restaurant. And I never even had to load them into the app. So doing the mobile ordering through the app for the other stuff was a piece of cake. Everything was real smooth. Um, and it was great. Touch of, touch of, or taste of knots. The very first thing I try to go get is like... I don't even know where the line's at. Like it says it's here. And then I start walking up there, but then they've got it roped off. And then I had to walk around this. It was a mess. Then they gave me at this boysenberry barbecue brisket with macaroni and cheese. And I picked it up and you could see the grease, like at the level of the macaroni. <laughs> it was like, I was like,
0: what the heck is this? <laughs> when you, when you first said that though, it sounded really good. I mean, it, you know what? It tasted really good. Yeah. It's just, I don't know.
1: You know, they put in the macaroni and then they put all the brisket on top of it that they obviously marinated in some kind mm-hmm. of a boysenberry marinade or something. And it tasted really good, but you could see the grease in it as you picked it up. <laughs> and as you start eating away at it, it's like there's a good half an inch of grease at the bottom and still macaroni. And it's just kind of like, I don't know if it's just a mental thing or what, but I'm like, literally picking up macaroni and bringing it out of the grease <laughs> to eat it. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. So, but it was still good. I, I mean, I, I still love yeah. knots and, you know, boysenberry Ices and, and they had crazy Kirk over there formerly from Disneyland as Billy Hill and the hillbillies, his group was there playing. So we got to watch them play a couple times Friday night at, at knots. So it was still good to go there.
3: But yeah, it was uh, was a fun weekend. This taste of knots was it basically just their like Boysenberry Festival that they kind of do on an annual basis, anyways, but just minus the rides.
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly what it was. So,
3: what's interesting is uh, Universal's doing the same thing down the road on the other side of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, Their Taste of Universal or whatever they're calling it over there. What's interesting is I saw online is that Universal just unveiled a new ride. They turned their Jurassic Park ride into – they redid it and now it's their Jurassic World ride to more co-align with the the new franchise of Jurassic movies. And I guess they're letting attendees of their Taste of Universal event go on the new ride. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Man, I was – I was hoping the whole time I was walking around California Adventure, I was hoping that someone would come up to me and say, Hey, you want to go test out one of the rides? <laughs> but Universal is <laughs> actually doing that,
3: huh? <laughs> Universal is actually in a, in a brand new ride. Wow. Brand new. That was awesome. not open before they shut down.
1: Yeah. Right, right. That's awesome.
3: So I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yep. So yeah, I got to walk all over California Adventure from one end of the park to the other, pretty much everywhere. I don't think you could get real close to Guardians. I think they had a block down there at the end of the street, but we got to go in pretty much everywhere, which was nice since in two weeks, it's going to be closed off to non-California residents and no longer step foot in the park, which makes perfect sense that I could do it Thursday, but three (laughs) weeks later, I won't be able to. Yeah, And it's not just because the rides are going because... the, the rides were going while I was there. It's just people will be on the rides and it won't be me.
3: <laughs> so the question is after they open the the theme parks to the California residents, are you still going to make the trips to go to downtown Disney or is it just too painful to be there and walk <laughs> other people walking in and knowing that they're lining for a ride and yeah. knowing that you can't go past that gate anymore?
1: Yeah, no, I don't think, I mean, unless, A spare weekend comes up and we decide to just go down there. I mean, because the rumor now is, and Jason will probably get into this a little bit more when we talk about some different news. I think the rumor is that California is going to do away with the tier system completely as of June 15th. At least that's their target. That's what they're hoping for. And really, all the tiers say California residents only. So. Between now and June, I mean, we're talking about two months. Uh, will I go down there in the next two months just to go to Downtown Disney? Probably not. I'll probably just wait and wait for them to open up and and uh, and do that.
0: Yeah, which that'll that'll bring us into our next topic. Uh, so, Disney- what's Cody doing? What's Cody doing? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, right, was, I, w- I was praying to the Disney gods
3: that um, <laughs> they'll go away with the tiered system and yeah, yes. we can we can go. Yeah, so well
0: uh, like we, <laughs> James is doing it too. <laughs> uh,
1: and I, I might just go to Disney World. I still haven't taken that off the table yet. So yeah, I might just I might oh, just man, fly there.
0: For
3: today or yesterday, sometime this weekend, they were having some insane like thunderstorms, and it was just. Yeah. Stomping I, on people. I, I yeah. feel
1: bad because my friend. I have a couple friends that flew in last night oh. to go to the parks this weekend, and then I saw. I mean, this week, and I saw what you're talking about, where it's just torrential
0: downpours. <laughs> Hopefully, they brought their umbrellas and ponchos. So. Yeah,
1: no kidding. No so kidding. So
0: Disneyland, Disneyland is opening uh, April 30th, like you said, to California residents only, and they actually this week announced. Um, what you have to do to get tickets. Uh, there was, I think last time we recorded, they hadn't announced anything yet. Um, but on April 6th, they put out a post on their blog about how to get tickets. And it's basically a reservation system similar to what they did on the, or at Walt, Walt Disney Worlds. It says to enter Disneyland Park or Disney California Adventure Park, both a theme park reservation and a valid admission ticket for the same park on the same date are required for guests ages three and up. Uh, Guests must have a valid theme park admission ticket in order to make a reservation. Theme park reservations will be limited and subject to availability. And until further notice, only California residents may visit the park and in groups, no larger, no larger than three households, which is in line with the current state guidelines. Uh, The theme park reservation system will launch on April 12th, which We're recording on April 11th. By the time you hear this, it's going to be past April 12th, more than likely. Um, And at that time, only guests with existing valid theme park tickets can begin park reservations for the days their ticket is valid. Uh, So if you had a Disney theme park or a Disney park ticket prior to them closing down for COVID, they did extend some of the dates on those. Um, And those are the first ones that will be allowed to make a reservation and then on april 15th ticket sales will resume with guests without park tickets that's when they can start purchasing their tickets and making reservations basically the the blog gives you four steps how to make the reservation um once you have uh, it says four steps to make a theme park reservation be sure to log into your disney account first to link valid tickets prior to accessing the reservation system so once you have a valid theme park ticket that you bought you can access the theme park reservation system you go in and you create your party of people then you select the day that you and the day and the theme park you'd like to visit because i you have to choose a park whether it's california adventure park or disneyland park i did hear something today that after a certain time you're allowed to go to the other park but i haven't is it one okay yeah, uh, after 1. After 1. So you have to go into the park you made a reservation for first. Uh, now, does anybody know after the 1 p.m. threshold,
3: can you go back and forth at your leisure? Or if you switch at 1, do you have to stay there?
0: Or I do you heard. have to wait
3: till 6 to switch back? I haven't I heard. Don't they, you I have, don't know. You have okay. to call
0: Governor Newsom and get permission to go <laughs> back across the Esplanade.
3: <laughs> I going to get permission from Governor news <laughs> just to enter the state at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, no longer welcome in his state. Uh, yeah,
0: if you if you have a, um, uh, I guess the D- Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa is going to be open to start booking reservations, but a stay at the hotel does not guarantee you a theme park reservation. So they they recommend to get your theme park reservation, get your day that you're going, and then get your reservation. Uh, at the hotel, because it would suck if you got a hotel reservation, then it wasn't on the same days. Um, so park <laughs> yeah. hours are going to be open from nine to seven. Um, currently, uh, they may change that once they've been open for a while, but nine to yeah, seven is seems, the current.
1: That seems weird because you're going to be leaving the park when it's light out. It's
0: still light. Yeah, that yeah. It, it would seem very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, they wouldn't
3: I, have even turned the lights on them on Main, Main Street. Street or anywhere else in the park yet. I mean, yeah. it's going to be def- definitely daylight out at that seven. Yeah, and I can honestly tell yeah.
0: you, di- nighttime at Disney is probably one of my favorite times, is when all yeah. the lights come on. And then Disney California Adventure, I like being over there when the lights on uh, Radio Springs comes on, all the yeah. all the neon lights. And so it'll be a little different. Uh, once they've been open for a while, they'll probably start updating those or. Once they move out of the tier system. Uh, I'm sure they won't stay like that for very long. It's probably
3: just so that they can still train cast members uh, during non midnight hours and still try to get back up to full capacity on, on training and things like that. Yep. I'd say maybe that lasts a month would be my guess, but
0: yeah, I'm hoping by the time they open it up to everybody that they'll go back to their usual, usual uh, times Uh, and at
3: least till like 10 p.m yeah let it get dark
0: and main street comes on and you know uh, yeah so basically make sure you're checking out the disney website uh if you have any questions i would contact disney uh if you go to (laughs) facebook you're gonna get you're you're gonna get 100 different answers from 10 different people so yeah um after being on there today not a lot of them know what they're talking about they think they no do, kidding. but, and yes, they are from, from what I understand, they are checking IDs, because uh, I, <laughs> there, there's a ton of yeah. questions. Well, if my brother-in-law's brother, sister's wife who lives in California buys me a ticket, can I get in? Uh, no, I believe with every. Person, They're checking IDs. Yeah. They're going to make
3: sure that every person that enters the gate has a California. A lot of,
0: a lot of people were sending questions like, well, what if I'm in the military station there? I just like me, when I was in the military, I maintained my California uh, ID card throughout my whole, whole career. I never got it changed to wherever I was. Um, But if you're stationed in California with a ID from a different state, uh, I would contact Disney. But from what I heard, they're just going to have you require to prove that you live at a certain that you are a California resident and you can do proof of that with like a bill or if you're in the military, whenever you go to a new base, you're always there on some type of orders that, that will tell them that yes, you are living in California. So, okay. So
3: the, so being stationed there would qualify as being a resident being resident. Yeah.
0: As far as I understand, uh, obviously uh, I could be one of those 10 people that with a hundred different answers. So I would, I would verify with Disney first, but um, that would yeah. only make sense because you, I mean, you are a, you are a, I mean, I guess you can call yourself a part-time resident there, but you do have a physical address in the state of California. So, right uh, you're just not required to get a new ID card if you don't want to. So, um, yeah, you'll be, it says you, uh, dining, they're going to do uh contact list and cashless experience, the mobile order service, like, like James was talking about earlier. Um, And you're going to be able to book the reservation 60 days in advance for any any dining that you want to do. And I want to say for reservations for tickets, I think they're opening them up for 60 days.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard too, which is interesting because if they open it to, I mean, so reservations are going to start going on now for the next 60 days, which is going to put them into that June 15th range, which means.
0: That would put them at the June 30th range.
1: Yeah. Right? So I mean if I mean I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see yeah.
0: if they open up when, when I get to go. <laughs> those 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 2 weeks between June 15th and June 30th could already be booked and you won't be able to go. Now yeah. the thing is though, right now and
3: up until possibly June 15th, um with the tiered system, indoor dining is all being reduced capacity, correct? As far so as I know. Get, rid of the tiered uh, system in California altogether. Does that mean if Disney chooses to, they could operate indoor dining at a hundred percent capacity. And then in that case, that could open up more than 50% of reservations.
0: Right. Yeah. For, well, from what I understand, once they get out of this, I think the minimum is yellow tier. Once they're out of the tier system completely, I don't know of any rules unless they, unless the governor institutes some new ones, which <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, but, uh, at that point things should be, Disney should be able to choose. Okay. We're going to go. We're going to open at whatever capacity they make. They may not go to hundred percent right away. They may go, Hey, let's go to 50% for two weeks or three weeks. And then let's go to 75% just to, to ease themselves into it and not just burden the cast members, you know, Hey, we've only got 25% in now, but next week it's going to be completely full. And you're going to see like 80,000 people here. So, yeah. um, so we will see.
1: It's, it's interesting to me on the Disneyland website where it says, until further notice, only California." and I think you read this, Jason, only California residents may visit the parks and in groups no larger than three households in mm-hmm. line with current state guidelines. But then the next sentence says, proof of residency may be required. Now, I've heard a lot of things about them saying they're going to, it's just that sentence, proof of residency may be required. Right. Is just very like I'm making I, me think maybe I should try to get tickets tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I mean it would it would suck to get tickets and then pay for them and then get down there and they'd be like, hey, Mr. Yeah. Dodge, can we see your ID card?
1: I just need a good fake ID person. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just just tell them. I thought I thought you weren't allowed to ask me for ID. Oh no, yeah. that's just for voting. That's just for voting. Never mind. <laughs> Oh that's a whole different topic. We're about to take a bad <laughs> turn. Let's bring it back. Don't get too far so, off. <laughs> so you know, you know who was—I saw an article today. You know who was pissed about this whole Disney reservation system? Who? Former me? No, former pass holders are pretty mad. Oh, uh,
2: so yes, James. I, so James, yeah, let's yeah. be. So,
0: that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was an article in the Orange County Register about uh, former pass holders. Uh, which now are called legacy pass holders until they reintroduced the pass system, I suppose. Um, but basically they were upset without reading through the whole article because they weren't giving any preference to getting tickets prior to anybody else getting tickets. Um, right. They did, right. they did open it up to people who had tickets already. Uh, but if you're a pass holder, obviously you didn't have tickets. And then at one certain point, uh, they they refunded everybody. I don't know if you did. You get your refund back, James, for your tickets? I I yes. did
1: from that. Yes. Yeah. So
0: they they've refunded all the pass holders, and now they're just legacy pass holders. So nobody currently has an annual pass that would get them into the park. You can still right. use it for like discounts and stuff, from from what I heard. But yeah. Uh, yep. So none of them have have tickets to get in. So they're they're kind of upset. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if if I'd be upset. You know, upset if I was a pass holder and a California resident, etc. I, I actually chuckled at the article cause, um, I've, I've been a pass holder before. Cody was a pass holder. James obviously was a pass pass holder. Um, I have some names for certain pass holders that I probably won't say on this show cause they're fa- It's a family show, but, <laughs> um, I think, I, I think sometimes pass holders get a little, I mean, they're, they're just they're a little out of touch. Holders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they get a little bit out of touch with reality and thinking that they're entitled to maybe a little more than they really are. Yes. You, you do pay a lot of money and guess what you pay, you pay a lot of money for the ability to go to Disneyland whenever you want. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Anything else on top of that is very nice of Disney to to throw on and the cherry on top. Yeah. I mean, you and me, Jason, and even James being outside of California would look at that, Article and just laugh and being mm-hmm. like, yeah. Just be thankful that you have the opportunity to buy a ticket right. and go. Yep. yep. You know, buy a ticket this go. next month.
0: You know. Yeah. And you know, do do I hope they they bring back the pass holder system someday? Yeah, because eventually I'm moving closer to that way. I will never live in California again. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> if if I do, then. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I will say I will never live there. Uh, obviously, there, there are cases where I would move back there, but you would have to pay me a lot of money. Uh, so, well, yeah, they'd have to just because of how much it costs. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, if I could, if I could get within a you know a couple hours, uh, even I will say as far as Salt Lake City, if if I live there, and. Disneyland opens back up. I would, I would consider annual passes. Cause I, I think oh. I can get there in nine hours, nine or 10 hours. It's nice. 10 because it's 12. It's from 12 you. from Logan. Okay. All right. Yeah. So 10 hours, that's, that's one day living in Cheyenne was a little hard because it's like a, I mean, we could do it in one day, but, but it's it more day. of a, yeah, it's more of a two yeah. day trip where a yeah. 10 hour trip to me is that's, that's nothing. That's a piece of cake. Um, leave in the morning, get there at night, check in and go the next day. So, uh, not as close as obviously James where, I mean, you could leave at three in the morning and be there when, you know, you used to be able to get there when the gates open. So that's what
3: Tyler and I would do. And other friends of mine, when I was living in Vegas and when we would just go for the weekend or whatever, especially when I was working for James and typically had Fridays off, you know, we'd leave at three o'clock in the morning on Friday and we'd get there and to the parking garage about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before the parking garage opened.
0: Yeah. We were the first ones to park and we were the first ones down there in the Esplanade. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it depends on what what the what the prices are of annual passes when they do come back. I don't see them being cheaper than they were. A matter of fact, I see them being a lot more expensive than they were. Yeah. Um, well, and it looks like with all the information they
3: announced with tickets is that they're going to be using the same ticket pricing that they implemented in February of 2020 a month before the shutdown. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at least initially, at, at least initially, initially that's what they're
1: doing. Right. Yeah. I bet that's going to change real quick too.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, gonna
1: be a lot of changes in the next six months.
0: <laughs> and I actually hope they don't yeah. bring back the, uh, the payment plan system when yeah, they me do too. come back. Um,
1: if they do, I just wish that they would make it more, uh, equal for everybody right. I, I, I the whole Southern California they get to do payment plans but no one else can is... yeah I think
0: they bring it back in Southern California no payment plan everybody else payment plan. yeah that'll work for me that would so, be perfect yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know if,
3: if, if those Southern California residents want a payment plan that bad put it on your credit card pay back monthly yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fact, I think I, plan. yeah.
0: I think I've mentioned that that before. Not that's quite scenario, but I had this long conversation with this woman on Facebook about how it wasn't fair if they took away the payment plan because then she can't afford the bypasses. Well, if, well then maybe you yeah. shouldn't buy the pass in the first place, but you can still do your own <laughs> payment plan. And even if you didn't want to do it on a credit card because you got to pay a certain amount of interest, you do it in a bank account. And guess what? In a year, you can buy your pass and then that's your payment plan. And then if you put a hundred bucks away every month yeah. for the entire
3: time that they've been closed, you'd have a month, you'd have enough to buy a pass, pass Right when they bring them back. Yeah. And if you continue right. to save, because say it's a year before
0: they bring them back right. hypothetically, you've got two years of saved yeah. up. So instead yep. of paying it, paying it to Disney, you, you buy your pass at one time and, or one, one swoop. And then you, then you keep putting whatever a hundred bucks away in your bank account and a savings account for your next Disney pass and yep. your next and so on and so on. And she just wasn't getting the concept. She was like, but then I can't go to Disney for a year. Well, no, you can still go if you want. You just got to buy a ticket, you know, <laughs> right. uh, or just sit here on Facebook and complain all day. Well, because
3: know. how many people that buy the pass <laughs> to go every single day of the year actually go every single day of the year? Yeah. A lot of them just go maybe every weekend, yeah. which is still a pretty good deal. You're still getting a good deal for your money at that point. But that top-tier pass allows 365-day access, yeah. assuming there's not a global pandemic. And so <laughs> <laughs> there's very few people that go into that park every single day. Yep. Yeah. All right, so... So, so oh, what ahead. if
1: they move from... California residents only to now we'll open it to anybody outside of California, but only if they have the vaccine, what are you guys going to do?
0: I'm putting uh, money into a savings account and buying it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would
1: you get, would you get the vaccine if they said that you have to have the vaccine in order to go to Disneyland? No. Nope. No, I would not go. To Disneyland. No? no, I was just I curious. Yeah. I probably shouldn't ask because right. we'll probably go down a rabbit hole. That's okay. Not, <laughs> saying, I'm not, gonna...
0: <laughs> not saying I'm not going to get the vaccine at some point, but. Right. Uh, no. But that's
1: not specifically just for Disneyland.
0: Yeah. No. Gotcha. I'd say, okay, I'll just. Uh, I'll just well, go to if, if we
3: look at how California has handled things compared to how Florida has handled things, the Florida governor um did some executive order, um, to ban the, you know, the use or creation in Florida of a vaccine passport and, mm-hmm. you know, to require that you have had a vaccine in order to go into a facility or, or, or whatever the situation yeah. may be. Um, so that means governor Newsom is probably going to require
0: a COVID <laughs> passport. <laughs> tell yeah. you what, tell you what, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the passport, but I'm not wearing a mask in there. There you go. Because uh, right? I got the no, vaccine, right?
1: Yeah. It's interesting to see how things are going to play out. I just yeah. wish the governor of Florida was the governor of California. That's what I wish.
0: <laughs> well, the governor of Florida may be uh, looking at a presidential run someday. So you never know. All right. So enough about politics. All right. Well, he's yes. going to win Florida. I can he's, tell you that much. He, he should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should. Um, at the swing state it's a key state so 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 back to disneyland and disneyland resort uh when it does open april 30th uh over at disney california Adventure, avengers campus won't be ready but it will be opening on june 4th Uh, if you don't know what avengers campus is um you guys might be able to explain it better than me basically if you've been to disney's california Adventure, where bugs land is um, in that area, kind of near Tower of Terror, because Tower, Tower of Terror is going to be kind of scooped into the Avengers campus area. Uh, they are opening what they're calling Avengers campus. They're going to have a ride. Uh, I think it's Sling Webs with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of different food, new, new food options, and you know, superheroes walking around uh, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Black Widow, Ant Man, The Wasp, uh, The Guardians, Thor and then some villains, uh, Loki, etc. cetera. Um, basically another theme land in Disney California Adventure. Um, so that'd be cool to see. Um, they On the Disney Parks blog, they show a picture of a Spider-Man-looking character floating through the air. And if you watch the Imagineers, one of the episodes um, they were – they were showing the development of a uh, like a like a robot that would do these things that looked like Spider Man. I don't know if that's the same one that I'm seeing here, or if it's a person. Um, Cody was shaking his head, yes, like he knew. Um, from all
3: speculation reports, because the land hasn't opened, but right. it can be, you know, deciphered that what we saw in the Imagineering story. Is going to be implemented in Avengers Campus for whatever kind of rooftop superhero right. showdown that they have that will run daily or however often. But yeah, they're going to fling this stunt stunt animatronic, basically that's going to be in a Spider Man
0: costume, so that way they don't actually have to fling a person. Yeah into the air like that because <laughs> what the article says you may even have the chance to witness spider-man swinging into action high above avengers campus with gravity defying acrobatic feats never yeah. seen before in a disney theme park so yeah that's that animatronic that they were yeah we saw them developing in yeah the Imagineering story and it was in one of the later ones too It, it i forget which it was one it was to the end yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah
0: yeah so that's the new land coming to um dca i want to say it was supposed to be open last summer right that was the 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 goal was last summer yes i I think so yeah yeah obviously i mean it got
3: delayed because for a while they weren't doing any construction at all right um and then i'm not sure exactly at what point construction started back up again um I'd be surprised if it's not completely done by now and they're just waiting to open it, but they might be doing a few minor details because they released images um, in the (laughs) Disney Parks blog announcement of its June 4th opening. So I imagine
0: it's 98% complete, if not 100. Yeah. It says it's a fully immersive land inside DCA Park. You'll be invited to team up with Avengers and their allies and live out your superhero dreams. Avengers Campus is comprised of several heroic locations, each hosted by a different Avenger to share their unique powers, technology, and knowledge with recruits. Um, so not comparing it to uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge over in Disneyland, but kind of a, you know, once you go in there, you're, you you think you're in the superhero world, basically. So. Right. So that'll be interesting to get I to think- go to.
1: They announced that on Thursday, right? I think Josh Demar was there at California Adventure while I was there. At least that's what I heard.
0: Yeah, the the article on Disney Parks blog came out April eighth on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I don't see any did, quotes from him.
1: Uh, but did you guys hear about the lightsaber that everyone's talking
3: about? That yeah, he did, uh, yeah. You hear about that? Yeah, I heard. I heard about it. I guess I don't know where this video or if it was a live interview or, or recorded video, I don't know where it was originally broadcast or streamed, but I guess there's no record of it. So you can't go and find that video. Um, right. Right. (laughs) The the agreement when they put it out was that it was a one time. It wasn't going to be archived on any website or on YouTube or anything. You can't go and rewatch this. And that was done intentionally. Um, and at the end of his video or, whatever it was he said you know like you know you won't believe uh what we're gonna create next or something to that effect and he kind of he's in galaxy's edge he turns around he looks at the millennium falcon he kind of puts his arm out behind him or to the side of him and he ignites a lightsaber and i the screen goes dark uh at least i didn't see this i don't know where it came out originally i just saw some articles after the fact and initially i just kind of was like okay whatever like He's talking, you know, <laughs> right. But then I kept seeing it pop up. I was like, "What is everyone freaking out about a lightsaber? Like we've known Disney has had these lightsabers, you know? Right. Um, but I guess this is different. Um, this is not the same kind of lightsaber that you can buy in galaxy's edge that you can make in galaxy's edge at the Savvy's lightsaber building experience. This is different. Um, before Galaxy's Edge came out, there uh, someone got a hold of some patents that Disney released of a lightsaber hilt, um, and I guess somebody that knows uh, patents and designs and things like that, someone on the internet was able to confirm that the lightsaber hilts that you get at Savis or even in the that you just buy from one of the shops in Galaxy's Edge, the legacy lightsabers that are just modeled after the characters Mm -hmm. from the movies is not the same kind of lightsaber hilt. They're saying this one that was in the patents that came out probably close to two years ago. Now that were leaked is different. Um, and they're suspecting that this is what Josh had in the video. Um, and they're saying that this is closer to a real lightsaber. I mean, actually being able to create a lightsaber the way it's described and depicted in the movies is it de- defies the, the laws of physics. You can't right create this plasma beam that doesn't just extend and continue to go. you can't stop light <laughs> right. and only have it go from here to here. It's going to keep on going until it disperses enough to where it fades out and you can't really see a beam anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's, it's weird. It kind of made the rounds on the internet and everyone freaked out about it. Uh oh, Disney created a lightsaber. Disney created a lightsaber. <laughs> Sounds like we'll hear more on Star
0: Wars Celebration. Right. Um, however, they're going to handle that this year, but yeah. Or, or if really. you go into Disneyland and don't put your mask on, you may see it real quick. <laughs>
3: it could be a new security uh, tactic. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw the
0: rumblings, but I, I I never saw the video. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, actually see I the never video saw either. an actual
1: video either. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of people talking about it. So
3: yeah, you know that's what else a lot of people were talking about? What's, What's that? that? Alcohol at Blue Bayou. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I saw huh? um, From what I've seen, you know, a, a limited selection of beer and wine that you can order with your dinner. And then a Louisiana or New Orleans popular cocktail called like a hurricane, I guess. I think they're popular in New Orleans. Right. Um, So, and it sounds, people are just speculating that it's just something that Disney's finally implementing to help regain some revenue. Um, Yeah. It's because they've been closed down for a year. Alcohol sells. And the more places that they can implement a eight to $10 beverage that people are going to want to consistently buy
1: more, more like more like 15
3: to $18. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's probably true.
0: Yeah. It'll be similar to where the other places uh, in Disneyland where they have alcohol, you won't be able to take it out of the restaurant. You have to, you have to consume it there. Uh, You can't walk from blue Bayou and get on pirates with a beer in your hand. Uh, No, Or instead of
3: throw me a roll, it's
0: gonna be like throw me a bush. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) throw me a bud. Yeah. So that's all the news I had. Uh go ahead, James.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say it kinda bumps me out that they're doing that because that's one of the things I liked about Disneyland, how they didn't have I mean the only place they had alcohol was in Club thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. And it always seemed to me like they were pretty pretty uh adamant about saying that they would never serve yeah. alcohol so the fact that they're doing it now kind of is like ah come on guys Yeah,
0: just i mean i don't i you know disneyland resort or disneyland park disney california Adventure park a little different as long as i I, yeah. I just don't want to see people walking around disneyland with with beer you know cups yeah it's yeah. just you yep. I mean, if they want to serve in the restaurant you consume in the restaurant i guess disney can make back some money but yeah um uh,
3: Cause I think there's only so many restaurants that you could get away with doing it inside a Disneyland park. Um, blue Bayou is probably the best suited for it because it's so removed from everything. You're inside, you're inside. You, You know, it's not like, uh, what's it called? uh, the Plaza Inn or anything like that. That's yeah. Especially where there's so much seating outside at Plaza Inn or a carnation cafe where you're right there on main street and people can't just walk by and see you drinking beer or wine. You're kind of removed when you're inside of blue Bayou.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so before we get to our main topic, I did want to mention, uh, one of our listeners, which happens to be my sister. She is, uh, she is living in Tokyo right now, and they should be on their way now. Because a couple hours ago, she said they were leaving in two hours, but they're they're heading over to Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, nice for two days. Uh, it's actually Monday there now. Um, I'm not sure what time it is, um, but they're 13 hours ahead. So right now it's 12:38 p.m. on Monday. Uh, they're going to hang out in uh, Tokyo Disney's version of Downtown Disney on monday night and they're heading to the park on tuesday and wednesday so uh hopefully i can maybe get her to give us a some type of trip report um on her trip because it'll be her first time and then she did, cool. she did she reply on on podbean to uh our episode 61 because we we had mentioned her i think cody you had mentioned or said something about you don't know if you ever went to Disneyland with her or something like that but she said cody uh, we met when we were super young, and it was at Disneyland. It was the trip where you wore your overalls. You remember that picture? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I
3: don't. I don't remember taking that picture or having that picture taken of me. Right. Uh, but it has seemed to follow me throughout yeah. my life. So it pops
0: up on my Facebook feed once a year. So I, we, well, we and then every to. time
3: it pops up, you you share
0: it again. I do. Yeah,
1: we have to recreate that video. We have—I mean—that picture. We have to recreate that picture.
0: That would be awesome. Uh, so she she goes on to say, "I don't remember much from that trip because I was young too." And then also, at Disneyland in 2011, my husband and I met up with Jason and you for a day. Uh, she has a Space Mountain picture with all of us in it. And then she says, "Jason, I'm 30 now, turning 31 this year." I thought, I th- I think I said she was turning 30 this year, so. I was trying to make you younger, Amber. Sorry. So she's seven years older than me. I mean, I'm turning
3: 24 this year. She was born in 1990. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was in 97.
0: So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years. So. I
3: don't. Sorry, Amber. I don't remember any of those trips. Obviously, the one when I was wearing overalls, I don't remember at all. But. what she said was 2011
0: 2011 yeah that was a trip our first year back after coming back from england i think i have pictures of you there uh i know i have a picture of all of us on the train uh going around disneyland um and i think i think that's when you had your shaved head (laughs) oh great you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah Uh, so yeah
3: i had the shorts that Looked more like capris because my legs are so freaking short. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. was in. Oh come on, they were white capris. They were capris. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: yeah you're white tank top gangster. that was bigger than it should have been. I remember you um, had
0: a. I'm pretty sure you had a flat billed Mickey Mouse hat.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Braces. Yeah, yeah,
0: <sighs> yeah. That was a bad <laughs> point. I'll have to try it to find that picture because I, I have a picture of you, Calvin, and Jordan in line at the Matterhorn, yeah. where you're you're on your phone. It was so. it was summertime. I was going on vacation. My mom's like, oh, "Time to shave your head." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to our main topic. Um, unless you guys got any more news before I move on, I'm good all right well if you've been listening to to, for the past couple months you know we're we're on a journey to watch all the disney animated feature films and we have made it to number 13 um which is alice in wonderland we're in our second movie of the silver age uh, after we watched cinderella last episode or talked about cinderella last episode we're on to alice in wonderland and here's a little about alice um It premiered at at, uh, Leicester Square Theatre in London, England, on July 26, 1951, before making its premiere in the United States two days later in New York City on July 28, 1951. Um, During the film's initial theatrical run, it was released as a double feature, along with the true-life adventure documentary short, Nature's Half Acre. Like I said, it is the 13th animated feature film released by Walt Disney Productions It was produced by Walt Disney Productions and distributed by RKO Radio Pictures, and it's based on Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland from 1865 and Through the Looking Glass from 1871. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is the story of Alice, played by Catherine Beaumont or voiced by Catherine Beaumont, a restless young girl who falls down a rabbit hole and enters a strange and magical world. Uh, where she encounters an odd assortment of characters, including a grinning Cheshire Cat, uh, voiced by Sterling Holloway, a goofy Mad Hatter, voiced by Ed Wynn. And when Alice ends up in the courtyard of the tyrannical Queen of Hearts, uh, voiced by Verna Felton, uh, she must stay on her good side or risk losing her head. Uh, It received an Academy Award nomination for Best Scoring of a Musical Picture, but did not win um alice in wonderland was never re-released in theaters during walt disney's lifetime uh, but was shown on television occasionally and it aired as a second episode of walt disney's D- uh, disneyland television series on abc on november 3rd 1954 in a edited one hour version so they, they cut out a lot of stuff um it was re-released theatrically only twice march 15 1974 and april 3rd 1981 It was one of the first film titles available for sale uh, and on the rental market for VHS and beta. It was first available on October 15th, 1981 and again on May 28th, 1986. Uh, It's been released numerous times, uh, including 2000, uh, let's see, uh, 2000, 2004, 2010, and then 2016 on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. And I looked in my collection. I actually have the... Uh, 2010 re-release. Uh, it's the un-anniversary edition. It was uh, it was released to promote uh, the uh, Tim Burton version of Alice in Wonderland, and then I have the uh, the 60th anniversary edition, which was released in 2011. Um, so that is basically Alice in Wonderland. Uh, what would you guys think of the movie? Whoever wants to go first. I
1: <clears throat> did not care for it.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting.
1: I mean, it's okay uh, right. for me. It, it's funny as I start watching this movie again because I think, I think I should like it a lot more than I actually do. Um, okay. The characters, of course, are very recognizable. Um, two rides at Disneyland are, are based on this movie, right? Alice in Wonderland, the the ride and the 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 teacups. Um, I just I feel like I should like this movie. And as I watch it, I just think this movie doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Uh, you know, a couple of the songs, very much so. Like I can't, like as soon as as soon as those songs come on, I, I'm right there in Fantasyland, waiting yeah. in line to get on the cups. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm yeah. right there. I can see it. I mean, it's like visually in my head, I can see everything, right as that song comes on, but. Just overall, the movie. I mean, it's not like I hate it. It's it's nowhere near Fantasia for me. Believe, <laughs> believe me. But as I'm watching this movie, I'm just like, I, I just don't care for it that much. I watch it and I'm thinking, I don't like it.
0: Well, maybe you know, I've, never,
1: I've never seen the live action ones, the Tim Burton ones, because there's okay. two of those, right? Two there's, of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've don't never seen those. Yeah, no, I I don't even have a. a a desire to see them. And as I watch this movie, I just keep watching it. And I'm like, why? Like, I just, I like, I, I want to like this movie and I don't. Uh, <laughs> Those are my thoughts.
3: Uh, wow. <laughs> Cody. Um, I liked this movie more than I disliked it. There were a few, two or three scenes that I felt went on longer than needed or really just was like, why is this in here at all? Like the the walrus and the carpenter, mm-hmm. the, the story that's told by Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It's like it really doesn't do anything at all for the significance of the story other than is a 10 minute segment all to tell Alice that sometimes being curious can get you into trouble. And she just right. misses the moral of that story. And, Cause Tweedledee <laughs> and Tweedledum are like, yeah, you know, it's got a good moral. And she's like, if you're an oyster, I'm not an <laughs> oyster. I'm a girl. Time to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it was just, it, to me, it really wasn't needed. It didn't really do anything for the movie other than add 10 minutes to its runtime. Um, um, that, that was the biggest scene that I think stood out that really just didn't really need to be there. But, um, there, I had a fleeting thought during the movie was almost kind of loosely strung together, like, you, you know, and and then they try to make everything kind of cohesive at the end of the movie and bring characters back into it, like the rabbit, or the the March Hare and the Mad Hatter to be at the trial at the end of the film to make them a little bit more significant to the plot that she ran into yeah. them at all, um, but I mean it's if, for whatever reason I really like the Alice in Wonderland dark ride um, in Disneyland, mm-hmm. um, and I never I hardly ever get to go on it because there's so many other things that. I, I'd rather do, but every time I'm there, it's like, oh, I'd really try. I'd like to try to make time for that and go on at this time. But it's, it's almost kind of like Peter Pan. It always has this long line. And for, <laughs> and it's like, unless you beeline there first thing in the morning at 8. AM if there's almost not a good point in time during the day to write it after that, because it's always 30 to 45 minute wait.
2: Yeah. And right.
3: that queue's just not very big. I mean, some of those older Fantasyland attractions that have been there for a long time, and like Storybook Land Canal Boats is one of those. Like the queue, they're like three feet wide. And they're just like, there's no room to like walk through this thing. Um, Teacups is one that regularly has a pretty short line. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've waited more than five maybe 10 minutes on a very busy day to ride the teacups and
0: even when the line is a little longer it seems to go fairly quickly it goes pretty quickly because you know
3: depending on the group sizes you can fit three four people in a cup right and so the line moves pretty quickly um so i i really like the the dark ride i like the teacup ride the music really does it for me some of those songs the Uh, the the Marion birthday song. I'm not exactly sure what the the name of the song is, but um, that music is played during the, the mad tea party ride at Disneyland. And that music is so iconic because you hear it when you're walking Mm -hmm. by. Um, It's not something that you just hear when you're on the ride. Like you don't really hear much of the Alice ride unless you're on the Alice ride. Sometimes when you're walking by it, and you're by the gate where the caterpillar goes into the hole and the doors open for you to go into the attraction. Sometimes you'll hear Alice talking about going down, down, down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but you know, most rides, you don't actually hear their what's coming out of their speakers unless you're on it. Um, and so hearing the music in the Marian birthday scene made me think of Disneyland, made me feel like I was there at Disneyland. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anywhere in the vicinity of the the Mad Tea Party ride. Right. Yeah, if you uh-huh. walk
0: into Fantasyland from the Matterhorn side, you pass Alice in Wonderland ride in your head and you're heading toward the Mad Tea Party. Yeah. The music you can hear. So, yeah. Yep. And it's so
3: yep. iconic and it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Um, and there were certain things in the the music, not necessarily their words, because in the on the the teacup ride, it's just the instrumental. But some of the weird little horns and honks and do 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 do, you know, part of the 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 music actually yep. in the movie too. It wasn't in, uh added for the ride or anything. It's just they just took that instrumental out of the, the movie and used it for the ride, and so. Right, but it made me really want to be at Disneyland, and I think because <laughs> I haven't been on property in, in two years almost that I, I think I'm giving this movie more credence than maybe I would have because it just it made me feel for a split second like I was there. Hmm. and I needed that this week. so <laughs>
1: okay. see, see that's funny because I feel those same feels, but I think it actually took away for me because it made me mad. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. funny. Yes, you, you yeah, you guys brought up a lot of stuff I was going to talk about on why I like the movie because it's it's not. I'll tell you, it's not one of my favorite movies. I do, I do like the fact that the directing animators were all of the nine Walt, Walt Disney's nine old old men. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, their hands are all over it, uh, including and then adding in Norm Ferguson, uh, another Disney legend. But um, he uh, he did try to do this a couple times, and I actually considered. Walt, when I say he, I mean Walt, Walt Disney. The, he, he was considering this movie for his first one, but settled or changed his mind instead to Snow White, which kind of glad he did. But um, I think what you guys said about liking the movie and then or tying the movie to Disneyland uh, because of the because of the rides. I mean the the, the movie is well represented in in, in the parks. Uh, you got mm-hmm. the two two rides like you said. You got the Mad Hatter where you can buy hats.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. He, they, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, so have got the
3: white rabbits house, which mm, is the, the mad hatter store.
0: Right. Right. So they're well represented in the parks. Um, you've got, uh, you will oftentimes see Alice walking around. You'll see the mad hatter. You'll see the white rabbit. You'll see the queen of hearts. You'll see Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, occasionally you'll see some of the other characters like the walrus and the marsh hare, but not too often um you you've got the
1: cheshire cat there on the the yeah. rock wall every time you walk by so yeah
0: oh yeah because
3: even those bathrooms right there on the side of the alice attraction are themed <laughs> to alice in wonderland and on the yeah. the women's restroom door yeah or entryway you've got the picture of the queen of hearts or like the right. she's like yeah. carved into the door and on the, on the, the men's on side the, you've got yeah, the on king. the
0: on the side of the ride kind of facing the matterhorn yeah, yeah, you got some yeah. So that there. whole
3: corner basically mm-hmm. is all dedicated towards Alice in Wonderland.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think sometimes I tie the, the the feelings for the movie to the park. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell you, Disneyland is the only one that has the Alice in Wonderland ride. Uh, now the mad the Mad Tea Tea Party ride, which is the the cups, it is at Disneyland. It's at Magic Kingdom. It's at Tokyo. It's at Paris. It's at Hong Kong. It's at uh, all of them some f- version of it. Yeah. It's, it's all... not at Shanghai though. I don't believe. Is it not at Shanghai? Yeah, I don't believe it's at Shanghai, uh, but I could okay. be wrong. Um, so well, my sister will get to ride the ride. Um, which I'll share w- real quick. She, she sent us our uh, ratings for Alice and she said, uh, and by the way, I have never been on the Alice in Wonderland ride at Disneyland. That's one of the rides she has never been on. So really? I think, I think when it does open and they get a chance to go back, she, that's that'll be on her, her uh, Disneyland bucket list. So uh, so like I said, it's well represented in the parks. Uh, you'll often see the characters in parades. Um, the songs, like you said, when I, when I heard the... Cause I, 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 watched the uh, movie again today. And when the song came on and it's actually called, I wrote it down here. Um, it's the mad tea party slash the unbirthday song. Okay. Um, so um, this movie has a ton of songs. They have 23 listed on the soundtrack, which the soundtrack actually didn't come out until the 1990s. Sometime they didn't originally re- release a soundtrack with this. And they, they originally had, I think, 30 more songs that they were considering using in this, in this movie. Because if you look at the movie poster, it does say, let me pull it up here, something about musical. Walt Disney's Alice in Wonderland, the all-cartoon musical wonder film. So they have a lot of songs. And actually, one of the songs, the song called Beyond the Laughing Sky, which was supposed to be sung by Alice, Never made it into the world uh, into, into the movie. It was replaced by the song called "In a World of My Own," but the melody was then used for a movie. I think we're watching next um, to write the song "The Second Star to the Right" in Peter Pan. Interesting. Uh, there was another song that they they used the melody for another movie coming up, but I forgot to write write that one down. So, so yeah, when I when I think of this movie, like I, said, I, I think I like it more than I like it. Um, because of the way it's represented in the Disney parks. Uh, This is the first time that I have watched it in many, many, many years. Uh, It it is kind of a cult classic, and uh, particularly for for people who were in college in the early 1970s and maybe experimenting with some recreational drugs, um, because when when, when he did release it in 1974, or re-release it, not he, because he was passed away, but when Disney did they actually played off of that uh, and they promoted the film in tune. They said with the psych- psychedelic times and they used uh, in the commercial, they used a song called the white, a white rabbit performed by Jeff- Jefferson airplane, which is a song about drugs. Um, so uh, it was, it was uh, rented out to many, many college campuses at the time. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, maybe partaking of a little LSD and watching Alice in Wonderland and, going down the rabbit hole. So that's when they decided that, Hey, we need to re-release this in the theaters and maybe we can make some more money. <laughs> it did. It did lose money when it first came out. Very similar to a lot of the movies prior to this one. I think they took a million dollar loss on it. Uh, but sub- subsequent releases, they gained that money back in. Um, is you know, considered one of the classics, even, even if we may not rate it as high as some of the other ones, but um and i was reading someone's post on i think imdb or one of the other sites i was on it says it seems like with alice in wonderland either people love this movie or they are eh, it's all right you know there's yeah there's <laughs> you y- you either love it and you're on this side of the fence or you could you could let it go and be on the other side so yeah um, so yeah it was I, I mean i was i was glad that i got to watch it again i hadn't seen it in many 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 years and uh i associated a lot with disneyland so Yeah. Uh, good or bad, whatever you know, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. So,
1: yeah, Um, I think that was the tough part for me. I I associate it with Disneyland too, so much, but I think that's what made me really want to like the film. It really made me want to watch, Um, I mean, really enjoy it. But as I watched it, I was just like,
0: "Mm." and I have Mm -hmm. watched the live action ones. They're, they're not too bad. I mean, they're entertaining. I like Johnny Depp. So, Mm -hmm. and if you've seen him play the character of Jack Sparrow, uh, he plays the character of the Mad Hatter fairly well, so uh, he yes, really yeah. appears mad.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a big Johnny Depp fan too. It just seems to me like that same character just keeps getting moved from movie to movie. <laughs> That's so true. It is. It makes it, it is. difficult for me because it's yeah. like
0: if you mm-hmm. put him in a if you put him in a pirate costume on the Alice show, you're like, "Yeah, I'm watching Pirates oh, yeah. Caribbean," but you're not. So. Yeah,
1: or like when he was in what what the Lone Ranger is like, well, eh. yeah just playing jack sparrow again
0: (laughs) yeah this time in the wild wild west
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so um so james do you think the movie is now gonna taint your feelings towards the alice area at disneyland
1: no not at all okay i i love that area and i like I said, like you were saying, and like I was saying, when those songs played, I mean, I was, I was right there. i mean, I could yeah. picture exactly where I'm at in the park. I could, I could smell it almost. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. no, it's not going to taint it at all. I'm just not going to watch it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like fair the, enough. Fair I enough. like the I like the Alice in Wonderland ride. I can tell you if, if you if you've been to the park before, I don't like spinning rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I don't go on the mad tea party a lot, but I, but I do go on it sometimes, sometimes, but it's one of those rides that, that I love, even though I don't go on it, I could just stand in the area with the ambiance and the people on it and the music and just yeah. listen. Uh, well, it's it, a
3: great ar- area to be at yeah. night also oh, with yep. all the, yeah.
0: the, the, light
3: lanterns and everything yep. and the colors yep. because yep. they're, they're turning on and off different colors and, Mad the music is just a very fun area.
0: Yeah. Mat- Matta Tea Party was an original Disneyland ride from 1955. Uh, so during the 50th, it had one of the golden uh, teacups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, I didn't remember when that opened. I thought maybe it could have been original, but I looked it up, and it, the Alice in Wonderland ride was uh, was put in in 1958. So it didn't quite make the the original uh, a mad tea party where it's currently at now it hasn't always been there it was moved um, it used to sit very close to the carousel uh, and then i think it found its home where it's at now after the the early 1980s renovation of uh fantasy land so um but yeah so that, the,
1: the the voice of alice she's actually in peter pan too right
0: katherine the
3: voice of wendy yeah mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And she is the, she narrates the Alice in Wonderland ride at Disneyland. That's her voice. Uh, it's not somebody else. It's her voice. So, um, that
3: that voice actress has also done recent work up as recent as like, uh, 2010, 2011, something like that for some of the work in uh, the kingdom hearts (laughs) video video games. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, some little fun facts I was reading. She she actually dressed as Alice during the... Uh, when she was re- recording her voice just so she would get into the uh, into the part. Um, did you notice who one of the jurors was? Good old Jose. karaoke <laughs> from the three cameos. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's funny because there was a scene. It might have been when she finally got through the door and she's floating in the glass jar there's a scene where these three birds come and they're on a log or canoe or something like that they come floating by and there's a red bird a green bird and then a white bird and I was like is that a nod
0: to the three caballeros Uh, yeah I think they just needed weird characters so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Walt Disney actually toyed with the idea of having a live-action Alice explore an animated wonderland similar to the Alice comedies that he started with, uh, back in Kansas city. Uh, but he, he, he decided against it. So, um, see what are the other things? I think that was all that I saw. Yeah. I had a bunch of songs that weren't cut. Uh, is Catherine Beaumont still alive? Cause this says as of 2016, she was the only credited actor that was still alive, but I uh, I, she was- when I was looking
3: at IMBD earlier today. She does
0: not have a death
3: date okay. on IMBD. So I assume from that she's still alive. Okay. I didn't like oh. Google her or Wikipedia her. Right. But she does not have a, a death date on IMBD.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. The songwriters created over 30 songs for the film, uh, but they didn't use them all. Uh, it was not a success at the box office. Um and this, you know, take it for what it's worth, it's on the internet. Walt Disney would later state in interviews that adapting adapting Alice for the film was one of his biggest regrets since Alice seemed to lack any heart. So that's pretty strong words. Yeah.
1: Uh, I guess he didn't even like it.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I
3: can't really argue with it, though. You know, I mean... Basically at the end of the movie you find out it was all just a dream and so basically you can scrap everything and be like yeah none of it mattered she was yeah, asleep
0: she was asleep so uh yeah he he tried to do it numerous times before he actually did it in 1951 um so yeah those are just a few facts she was uh, Catherine Beaumont was also the uh the live action reference for the Disney animators to draw Alice. So she was she was all Alice. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all I got. So so let's give it some ratings. Uh, yes. oh well, well first, first, did you guys have is there a favorite song? I, I think I think we're all gonna say the same song. Panning uh, the Roses Red? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite song? The on the on birthday song?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That that would be my favorite just because of the the music of it yeah. and how it reminds me of I mean we all Disneyland. have
0: 364 unbirthdays. So That's right. Hey, <laughs> it's sad you only celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, today is my unbirthday just like yours. Nice. So, yeah, I think I think that would be my favorite song from there. Favorite characters, you have guys? I like the cat.
1: The Cheshire yeah. cat? Yeah. I, don't I like the cat. The white you rabbit is like- cool
0: but I never figured out what he's late for. So yeah, I don't
1: like the white rabbit either. He's yeah. irritating. Cuz he,
3: he got there on time. He made all of his <laughs> announcements that he needed yeah. to make. Yeah.
1: You know, I like the in the in the in this movie I like the mad hatter.
0: Okay, yeah. Like okay.
1: when we're at the parks, I don't like the mad hatter. This right. one character that when he comes around I just like I he does nothing for me. Mm. I like all the other characters but in the park I don't like the mad hatter, but in the movie I really like the Mad Hatter.
0: <clears throat> yeah, in the parks, I'm not a fan of the Peter Pan character when he walks around. He's a, he's a little jerk.
1: Yeah, he's he, he he, a little annoying.
0: Yeah, he came over That's to true. us one you time at, I, the, I would agree with that. Yeah, at the at uh, the at the mini at the mini breakfast. Yeah, he came over, sat with us, and I mean, I wanted to punch him, but you know, right. there's little kids around, so he's just a jerk. I mean, I, he's playing a character, but you know, right. Uh, so, and I do have a, a little trivia question for you. This was Disney's first animated film set in the United Kingdom. Can Good. you guys think of the other animated films that were set in the UK? There's three. Peter Pan. It's one.
1: Dang it, that was mine. Which I
0: think we're <laughs> I think we're doing Peter Pan next. Next. Yeah. Uh Lady in the Tramp? Uh no. Is that not That's in UK? France. Oh,
3: France. <laughs> Um,
0: Although one of them,
3: think of dogs. Oh, Oh, one hundred and one Dalmatians.
0: Okay.
1: And Aristocats. No. No. Think
0: of something that's sitting in front of the carousel at Disneyland that you try to the pull out. The Sword in the Stone. The Sword in the Stone. Yeah, those were the three. It was on IMDb. It said this this trivia below may give away important plot points. It was a spoiler. I don't know how it's a spoiler, but. Uh, it's said in the uk yeah you know, who knew so all right let's just ratings who wants to go first uh, i do. Yes, I'll go. You do i'll go first so uh i i i tie this movie to Disneyland um, i can't you can't go to Disneyland and not hear the songs uh and think of the movie it's been a long time since i've seen it i couldn't tell you when i last saw it mm-hmm. um probably when i got the an anniversary edition of it on DVD. Um, uh, so I gave it a 72. Wow. 72. 72.
3: 72. Cody, what you got? Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to hold off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? You want me to do mine first? <laughs> I-, I want you to do yours first because this – uh, okay, I'll, I'll let you do yours and then I'll say what I need to say. All
1: right. Okay. I, well, like I said, I, I didn't really care for the movie. Uh, I see the associations with Disneyland 2, so that makes me want to like the movie. But as I'm watching it, I just, I don't care for it too much. Um, that doesn't mean I think that it's horrible. I gave it a 62.
0: All right. So, <laughs> and so currently we're 10 apart.
3: Yes. This is, look through some of our past ratings. This will be the, oh, no. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, this is going to be the first time that I've rated higher than both of you, but somehow I rated Saludos Amigos higher than both of you. Yes, you did. Yep.
1: Yep, you did. Okay,
3: so... By a I thought market. it was going to be a little bit more groundbreaking, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. So man, I have really missed Disney and I think my rating shows. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, I am giving this because I, I really didn't not like it. There was that one scene that I already talked about that. I really just, felt was not needed. It was unnecessary to the relevance of the, the overall story. Um, so aside from that, I did enjoy it. I wasn't entertained. Um,
0: and so I, I'm giving it an 80. Oh,
2: no, nice.
0: 80. Nice. Ooh. So 18 point difference between the three of us with a average of 71.3. Yep. Nice. So let's see where that puts us as far as, uh,
1: We'll have to re-rate that after Cody goes to Disneyland <laughs> a couple times.
0: <laughs> See what happens. So right now I've got it with the yeah. average of seventy-one point three, which puts it at one, two, three, four, five, six. Our seventh highest film out of the thirteen, so right in the middle, uh, right after Bambi and right above Fun and Fancy Free. So cool. Yeah, oh, and I do have
3: uh, a rating. For Snow White from Rush and Amy.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You share those ones, and then I'll share my rating from uh, Amber for Alice in Wonderland.
3: All right. Where did it go? Here it is. Okay. So for Snow White, uh, Rush gave it a 65, and Amy gave it a 75. Nice.
0: 65 and 75. So for the three that have put in their... Uh, their ratings for the Snow White, which is Amber, Amy, and Rush, looks like they gave it an average of seventy-five, uh, which is only six points lower than our average. So, because
3: yeah, I gave it a seventy-three, you did, yeah. You, Jason, gave it an eighty, and James gave it a ninety-two. You must have slept through half of it. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> now, have you have you watched Make My Music yet, Cody? uh update that no no
1: okay i have still not made that available to them. sorry about that cody
0: (laughs) no it's fine (laughs) all right so uh alice in wonderland for my sister she sent in her ratings and she gave it the lowest rating of all three of us she gave it a 60 so so just below uh james's rating and she did in her email she did include the little tidbit that she had never been on the alice in wonderland ride at Disneyland, shes I'm assuming been on the teacups, but just not the Alice in Wonderland ride. So, and it's not one that we go to on a lot. It's like, like, like Cody said, it's like one of those ones. Oh, we, 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 we got to try to hit Alice. And then we walk by it and we're like, well, we really want to ride the Matterhorn and yeah. the, the Alice ride looks, a, the line looks a little long, so we're going to skip it for the day. So um. I, I,
3: if, if the lines were the same, if it was a 35 minute wait for Alice, and a 35 minute wait for Matterhorn and I had to choose one or the other. And that's all I had time for. I I'd, I'd ride the Matterhorn.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
3: I, uh, I missed my chiropractor appointment. So I need to get realigned. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: So that's our, that's our ratings. That's our thoughts on uh, Walt Disney's 13th animated feature film, Alice in Wonderland. If you haven't checked it out, please watch it. If it's been a while since you watched it, check it out again. It, 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 it is on Disney plus, um, like most of them are, so so yeah. let's get to um, let's get to our next segment, our last segment of the night, our uh, our Disney A to Z. And if uh, if tonight's your first night listening, basically uh, one of my favorite books, Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia, written by Dave Smith. Uh, basically, everything you want to know about Disney and its past, from movies to theme parks to uh, just about. Anything that has to do with Disney history, it's in this book. And what we do is we spin a wheel. uh, We select a page uh, out of 851 of them. And then one of my co-hosts will select an entry, and I will share the entry with you. And this is our random Disney A to Z.
3: This is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's spin the wheel, and let's see what page we land on. Looks like our wheel landed on page 36 and on page 36, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. So one of my co-hosts will pick one of the 10 entries. They have no idea what's on the page. Um, they just know the number of entries. So Cody, I think it's your turn. What number you got? I choose number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, this he's is an, a smile on his face. This is an awesome one. <laughs> oh man. Annual passports. Oh. <laughs> Special year-long admission passes to the Disney parks introduced at Walt Disney World on September 28, 1982, and in Disneyland on June or in June of 1983. They were introduced in Hong Kong on September 29, 2006, both Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disney Resort also have annual passports but no dates when they were introduced. A Disney Premier Passport was first offered on March 11, 2010 and it provided entrance to all Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World parks. And they could update their uh Disney A to Z to include that they no longer offer um, Disney uh, annual passports. And I wonder if That's they right. I wonder if they did uh Edit it. So I am while I'm talking here and trying to waste a little time. I'm going to go to because this book is now actually you can get this uh, online at the D23 website d23.com. They've got uh, the A to Z listed, and if I can pull it up real quick, I'm on the A's. Let's see what they say about annual passports and if they have updated it or. Not. And I got to scroll down a little. And there it is. Let's see. They do not. It still says exactly the same that it says in the book. So they have not updated their site. Or at least this. this Someone's slacking over there. Someone's slacking. If anybody in the uh, D23 or the Walt Disney Archives wants to hire me, I will update it every day for you. So (laughs) just letting you know, I am available. I will quit my job right now and head out. But you got to pay me a lot of money because I said I'm not living in California. So maybe it's a job I could do remotely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's, that's our random Disney A to Z. Uh, We'll do another one next episode. Cool. And I think that's all I got for tonight, guys. Uh, You guys got any last minute before I share our social media and we get the heck out of here so we can get some sleep and start our week. I think I'm good. Cody. All right. If you want to get more of the Talking Disney Podcast, uh, besides the podcast, you can like us on Facebook. We are at Talking Disney Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Disney. Follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. Email us, Podcast at gmail.com. We like to hear feedback, comments, critiques, shows you want to see in the future, topics you want us to talk about, your ratings for the movies that we're watching, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, I love getting emails. Um, And you can check out our website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com, where we will load the episode before it makes its way out to all the popular streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, whatever popular podcast streaming service you listen to. Um, So James has a question I just,
1: just one last thing to say if anyone knows where i can get a fake california id please let us know at the show i'd much appreciate it i'm willing to pay just let me know and if it's illegal for me to say that then forget i said it but if anyone knows let me know
3: <laughs> all right one for me uh, as long as it's not illegal yeah <laughs>
1: i mean i'm sure i'm sure the act of making it is illegal i don't know if the fact of me talking about it is illegal so i just want right. to you know, cover all my bases.
0: <laughs> we'll put a, we'll put a disclaimer on here somewhere. So
1: there you go. That was all right. My well, last that's thing. all I got.
0: Sorry. All right. That's all we got for episode 62. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to us. We uh, do appreciate it. We, I mean, we tell you every week that we do, and it's not just an empty thing. We say we really do uh, Yes. for, for the, uh, however many people are out there list to us. I think I didn't look at the downloads for the last ep- episode, but uh, there were quite a few. So uh, thank you. Uh, We want to hear from you, so shoot us an email, and uh, that's all I got. One last chance, Cody James. I'm good. There, we're good. All right. Well, we will uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, Bye. See ya. Bienvenidos. Yeah, folks,
3: and me and my pals
0: hope you had a swell time.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mickey. Uh
0: huh. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs>
3: Goofy? Huh? Yeah. Oh. Now, now it's time, time to, to say good night to all, all our company. company. Oh, no, not that, hard. M-I-C. See you real soon. That's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because, because we, we like you. you. home
0: <laughs> All right, this I'm is where that was welcome. But <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a goodbye, but that was definitely welcome. <laughs>